Hello and welcome to Mon the Workers. I'm Daniel Gray, and in these special episodes of the podcast, we'll be hearing from some of the people who spoke to me for an STUC book of the same name. That book, Mon the Workers, celebrating 125 years of the Scottish Trade Union Congress, is out now. Published by Lewith Press and available in all the usual places, it includes interviews with 75 trade unionists and portrait photographs of a further 50. Together, those 125 people represent a celebration of the STUC's 125th birthday. This time, we're joined by Claire Peden. Having long been interested in workers' rights, Claire attended a short union course and immediately became an activist. An organising role with the Baker's Union followed and she helped mobilise fast food workers, not least when 2018's Beast from the East storm struck, as you'll now hear. So I probably became more aware of um, about trade unions a bit later on um, in life. I had never worked in a workplace that had a recognised trade union. In fact, when I, I worked in retail um, and there was only one trade union member in, in, my, in the store I worked in. So it wasn't really something that I had had anything to do with. Um, I'd always been really interested in knowing the insides, the, uh, insides of every policy. So I used to read <laughs> make sure I was up to scratch on absolutely everything. I had a real interest, I suppose, in knowing my rights even then without realising the connection. Um, the first time I properly got involved, I had went back to, to college um, and I had met one of the, stu- the student president at the time was Bartley McCrindle and he had put out an, an email to all students saying, would anyone like to come to this training course that's in Stirling and it's about your rights at work basically. Um, so I replied and was really keen on going along and that was kind of the beginning of of learning more about trade union organising and actually participating in it. I went, it was a two-day course. I learned so much, really, really enjoyed it. And really from the day I came home from then, I started hosting like stalls and drop-in sessions in Glasgow Clyde Colleges for students that worked in more precarious sectors. So it's kind of a, quite an unusual way. Um, it was all it was all voluntary. We just kind of Bartley had got some funding to get some materials at the time, believe it or not, um, it was community union, the only union that took him up on his kind of proposal and basically just started speaking to to workers and um, finding out what was affecting them and seeing if there was any way we could, kind, we could help them. I think there's a real imbalance, I suppose, when you think about employers and the bosses compared to workers. And I think that a lot, a lot of issues um people just kind of go oh, that's just the way it is and it's kind of down it's down to education i don't think we, i didn't really learn anything at school and then didn't really learn much about probably trade unions and my rights and things like that and, and, until i until i looked it up myself really but a lot of people just i think go through their work and life thinking that we just have to put up with it and we're taught that quite a lot even if you with what you read in the media um, it's always against the, do you mean the worker? And I think that, I think once you get a taste of that and you realise that together we're, we can be strong and we can make changes, you just will never let that go. And I think that's definitely how I see it now, that no matter where I go, no matter what job I do or who I speak to, 
Um, I think there's definitely conversations to be had about making our working life better because always that filters down into your home life as well. And I've been in jobs, precarious jobs, um, where I've just been told what to do and I've done it out of fear of retaliation or losing my job. And I don't think anyone should really have to be in that position. And if they are, I don't think they should be alone in that. So that kind of just drives me to continue to have these conversations and obviously to now do a job that I absolutely love. So we had finished a kind of small project, um, obviously in the colleges, and I think at the time we had been doing a little bit of work with the STUC, and it was kind of that we were in a bit of limbo. We'd been starting to do some some really good work, but with was lack of funding as it always is. And the Bakers Union, um, Mark McHugh, had convinced the Bakers Union to take us on sort of in a kind of part time temporary contract as such to do like a kind of special project and um, the special project was just really speaking branching out to workers in sort of fast food uh, outlets and um, I know there was a lot of work going on in London at the time as well particularly London but um, in England in general with McDonald's workers and basically we were just trying to kind of plant the seeds and um, get, into the, get into the sites to speak to the workers um, and try and find out really what their issues are. So Baker's Union, alongside Dave um, at the SDC, really gave us a first kind of shot at organising workers in that in, in that sector. So it was it was it was interesting. It was sometimes I don't know if we even really knew what we were doing ourselves. To be fair, but we literally spent every single day going round like KFCs, McDonald's, Domino's, and just building up a bit of trust with the workers. It's obviously played with its own difficulties in these um, in that sector as well. There's obviously a high turnover of, of staff. There's lots of issues around the low pay, you know, that take on a lot of young workers who are sometimes paid two or three pounds less than their, their colleagues. Um, and then really the culture as well that you're fighting against, like access to these sites is almost impossible. We got thrown out and banned from so many McDonald's it, it was it's ridiculous and to the stage that we're just hanging about kind of in the car park trying to grab workers when we're on our break and so even you can probably tell you nowadays things haven't moved on massively with these areas there's still lots of work to be done but we were able to kind of get our foot in the door and start start organizing workers and I know some of them the workers that we spoke to at the very early stages that are now are still um unionist and they're organising their own their own workplaces. It's, it's a real challenge, but it, I mean, I think that it can be done. If you're walking away and you've managed to change one person's mindset and you've got one person that's walking away, having joined a trade union and becoming active in a trade union, then I think that's a victory in itself. But we've done quite well. I think we were successful in some parts where we managed to get groups of workers organised. Um, but I think that's down to some of the people that most definitely down to the people that work worked in these in these sites. We had been doing some work. We'd been working alongside some some young workers in sites across Glasgow, um, and we'd worked particularly with some young workers in Livingston. Um, we'd 
done some training, we're just starting to obviously speak about organising and about strength and number, just the usual conversation we'd had. Um, had a couple of good leaders in there. So on the, in, on the morning um, when the snow had come on really, really heavy, we had just, myself and Bart and McCrindle had text our, like, our leaders and members, makers and your members, and just said, can I stay safe? Uh, let us know how you get on, kind of, as your work closing, just the usual, just sort of general checking in with people. Um, as the day developed, we had had some correspondence from um, one particular worker, but quite a few workers in, um, in the McDonald site in Livingston. And he had said that basically the store was still open. Um, there was no, that there was no customers and the, the store was like, had dropped to a certain temperature. So just went back to him, gave him a phone and said, go and speak to your manager. First step, go and speak to your manager and explain the situation and explain that it's unsafe. So this was going on for a while. We went back and forth to the manager and the manager had called his a senior area manager and the area manager said not to close the store. So obviously started getting quite concerned. Public transport was then um, stopped and it was becoming quite apparent that the workers in this retail park would have no means of getting home. So escalated what we've done is we helped him form a, a letter. He'd been speaking to his uh, colleagues who were all in agreement that there was no need for them to be there, that it was dangerous, um, that they had to start the long walk home. So we helped him formulate a letter. Um, we sent it over to him. Um, we actually didn't send it to him. We sent it to one of our, um, well, it wasn't even a colleague, he actually worked for us at the time, one of, a guy that we knew that lived in Livingston. And we actually asked him to print it. Um, and he printed it off, got it to um, the worker who, with all his colleagues, signed this letter saying that if they didn't close the store, they were effectively with, going to withdraw their labour anyway and, and leave. So they took it to the manager who then agreed that they could all go home and to close the store. So he didn't just leave it there, he actually went across to the KFC, which was in the same retail park, which we'd been doing some organising work in that. Went over to KFC and helped the workers in there do exactly the same and they staged a, a walkout basically. That was them, they all went, walked up the road, obviously just keeping in touch back and forth. I know that quite a few of the local sort of press outlets had picked up the story and done some stories on it. And I know the response from McDonald's at the time was that they didn't withdraw their labour and they didn't hand in a letter that it was a company decision to close three Glasgow stores at that exact point. So they were trying to claim it as their own, but the workers knew and I just think it made, they felt sort of empowered, like that's the first time they'd done anything like that. Um, but it, it was really, it was all down to them. Um, we had slight afterwards, basically like KFC had refused to pay. McDonald's paid them, but KFC basically were saying that they weren't going to pay the workers. Um, so again, we went straight back in there and got everyone together and kind of called them out publicly as well. And within what three days that they had agreed that they would pay every worker um, for the store being closed. Every time that they win, then it inspires someone else to, to fight back and to challenge their bosses. Um, and if it's not at work, it still gives you that, I think, a bit more confidence to challenge other things, even if it's in 
your own life or in the community. One of the things that I loved about um, the STUC is they really give, they really not only gave me a chance, but they gave, they've given a lot of young workers through the Young Workers Project a chance at experiencing what it's like to be part of a trade union, an active trade union, and that they actually, something they actually want to, to fight for. for so I think that's one of the, I suppose, the inspiring things about the, the STUC for me. Um, you always straight away felt like you belonged and that you were part of something and if it hadn't been for the chance that the Bakers Union took on me and um, the STUC and then I really wouldn't be in the lucky position I'm in today um, to hopefully be able to continue to organise and inspire other people to, to make change really. Thanks for listening to the words of this episode's Trade Unionist. To read their story and those of 74 others, get your copy of Modern the Workers in all the usual places or ask your library to stock it. <laughs>